we then create modes of skillful means to communicate to others with that Buddha wisdom, that Buddha knowledge, that Buddha experience. Yeah? Now, for the first nine chapters of this Lotus Sutra, this translation from uh, Leon Hurwitz, um, we've been focused on giving the promise of attaining Buddhahood to all sorts of practitioners at every level. Hmm? And lay people, lay women, lay men, hmm? um, everyone in this assembly, every type of sentient mind in this assembly. Yeah. So now it's time to move on. We've, he's guaranteed everyone who's in the assembly. But now... We're moving into chapter 10, uh, the, uh, the teachers of the Dharma, yes? The, the Bodhisattvas, uh, newly reinvigorated. There's some controversy, controversy, whatever. There's some semantic division between some academics who say, well, you know, there was the three vehicles, you know, the... Sarvaka, Prachakabuddha, Bodhisattva. But in the Lotus Sutra, really, there's a fourth vehicle. Is it distinctly a fourth vehicle, or is it just an extension of the Bodhisattva vehicle? I think e either way has merit, and I don't think it's something that we need to debate at great length. Suffice it to say, the Lotus Sutra, by all evidence in the Sutra itself, certainly, but in um, other sutras like the Mahaparinirvana and the, uh, certainly the introductory and the closing sutras to the Lotus Sutra, which not all uh, groups or sects, that's why we're called the threefold Lotus Sutra, because there's an introductory sutra, brief as it may be, it contains a lot of information critical to the openings of this sutra and the closing sutra is an interesting meditation on this extended more complete bodhisattva path whether you want to view it that way or not really doesn't matter there are not three there is only one if the one is one of the three or the one is distinctly different from the three who cares it's semantics okay we're talking about living a modern life as a bodhisattva, with a Buddha awakened in our samsaric life, period. So now, chapter 10 kind of takes that leap, if you will. Okay, I'm done giving everyone permission for Buddhahood. Now we're going to talk about what you can expect from Buddhahood, from your bodhisattva practice, right? And uh, just as put, like putting a final point on the previous nine chapters, he begins chapter 10 with, okay, now I'm going to speak well beyond this assembly, including this assembly, but just so there's no more questions about this, that Buddhahood is innate in everyone. And from this, you'll hear Nichiren. You'll hear, you remember that uh, Gosho we read uh, there were many, but I'm just thinking of one right now where he responded to an elderly woman 
who said that uh, customarily or traditionally she was accustomed to reading the entire uh, sutra, but she didn't always have time to do the entire sutra. And so she sometimes picked a favorite chapter to, uh, to repeat and recite. And uh, she wasn't sure if that was denigrating the practice or if she was doing something wrong. So she wrote Nietzsche and said, what, you know, give me some guidance here. And uh, this is the uh, Go Show where we uh, read that Nietzsche de specifically defined three ways of practice. Uh, not that they're individually to follow, but that there are three degrees of practicing Nietzsche's doctrine of the Lotus Sutra Buddhism. Shakyamuni's teaching, yeah. And uh, what he said to her, and he said to all of us in, in, by, by uh, extension, that uh, you can absolutely read the entire sutra every day, right? Uh, that would be what he termed the comprehensive practice. You're covering every base. You're reading all 69,384 characters of the Lotus teaching. So that's the comprehensive practice. However, uh, you could also practice with the same gains, with the same, right? It's kind of an individual thing. Do you feel you need to recite the whole sutra to feel filled with your potential? Then by all means, do it. That's comprehensive. You know, but maybe that starts seeming kind of formalistic and a little, you don't want to do it all the time or you don't have time to do it all the time. Can you do the practice in a slightly different way and still accomplish your connection to your Gohanza mind, your Buddha eye, without diminishing the quality of your practice? Well, yes, there's an abbreviated practice or some other word, but basically abbreviated, where you do what we often do is gongyo. The, the two main or the two, the crux of the, uh, the provisional section of the lotus and the, the essential section of the lotus, the second chapter, the whole Ben chapter, right, opens Buddhahood for all. And the lifespan chapter nails down that Buddhahood is a state that always exists and therefore accessible to anyone. And that awakening should allow you entry into the Gohonzon mind, the Buddha eye, yeah? So reciting chapter two and chapter 16, the Juryo chapter with Daimoku, always these are with Daimoku, never separate from Daimoku. That is the abbreviated practice. It takes less time but you get the essentials of the teachings, yes? And ultimately, if your life is in such great disarray that you can't sit down and do that, then chant the Daimoku. That the Daimoku, Namo Myoho Renge Kyo, is the essential practice. This is the thing you cannot do without. This is the thing that holds you to that Gohonzon mind connection to open your Buddha mind. Without that, there is no Lotus Sutra Buddhism, no practice. So to Nichiren, that phrase, that essential phrase 
that encapsulates all 69,384 characters of the Lotus teaching is essential. That, that must be done. And with that fervor, just as much as reading the entire sutra. That doesn't mean do this and you don't need to do any of the others. It just says if you're, if you're pressed for time and if you have a deep connection to your Buddha mind, you can stay awakened to it by this essential phrase. And that's what he calls it in several other Goshos, right? So he's allaying this elderly woman's fears that she's done anything wrong. He's suggesting also that if she has particular chapters that she sees something in, that she wants to add to any of those, that that's fine. As long as, at the very least, you chant the Daimoku. Right? So why do I bring this up? Because as I read these, this first paragraph, of chapter 10, you can arguably see very clearly that Nietzsche didn't come up with that on his own. That it's, and we've already read it, but he, it's really nailed down in this first chapter of the, or this first uh, paragraph of this chapter 10, the preachers of the Dharma, right? So here we go. At that time, through the Bodhisattva medicine king, Remember, I told you about personages already. Medicine King isn't an actual person, right? I know earlier teachings, they've uh, deified this person and emulate what they think they've read literally in sutras, and they do insane things like burning themselves alive. That's, that's just not Buddhism. But they justify it through creating this personage as an actual person and uh, replicating the stories instead of understanding the meaning of the stories. It's tragic. It makes me very sad. I've done videos on it, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore now. But through that personage, in other words, the healer of all people, the world-honored one addressed the 80,000 great worthies of the assembly, yeah? Medicine King, he says, do you see within this great multitude incalculable gods, dragon kings, yakshas, gandharavas, ashuras, garudas, kinaras, mahoragas, humans and non-humans, as well as bhikshus, bhikshunis, upasakas, upasikas, seekers after the rank of voice hearers, seekers after the rank of pratyakabuddhas, and seekers after the rank of buddhas? If any, like these, in the Buddha's presence, hears a single gatha or a single phrase of the scripture of the blossom of the fine dharma, the myoho or devotes to it a single moment of rejoicing, that's very important, a single moment of rejoicing, right? That fervor, that yes, that this is, right, that resolve, that confidence. It's critical. Always repeated in some form, yes? I hereby confer on him, or her, a prophecy that he shall attain Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. Anybody. 
any of these, certainly, that he's defining, if they hear but a phrase and embrace it, they'll attain enlightenment, perfect and complete enlightenment. The Buddha declared to Medicine King, Further, if after the thus come one has passed into extinction, there is a man or woman who, having heard the scripture of the blossom of the fine dharma, a single gatha or a single phrase, now this is anyone, this is anyone beyond the 80,000 in attendance, right? This is any man or woman. Here is this Myoho Renge Kyo Sutra, a single gatha or single phrase devotes to it a single moment of rejoicing. Wow, never heard that before. On him or her too, I confer the prophecy of Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. So, there's Nichiren's entire motive, motivation, his entire doctrine based on just what you've just heard, Right? Again, he says, if there's a man who shall receive and keep, read and recite, explain or copy in writing a single gatha of the scripture of the blossom of the fine dharma, or who shall look with veneration on a roll of this scripture, as if it were the Buddha himself, or who shall make to it sundry offerings of flowers, perfume, necklaces, powdered incense, perfumed paste, burned incense, silk canopies, banners, garments, or music, or who shall even join palms in reverent respect to it, commitment to it, resolve to it. O medicine king, be it known that this man or woman or any other like him shall have already made offerings to ten myriads of millions of Buddhas in former, in former time, and in those Buddhas' presence, taken a great vow. So what, didn't I not just describe the altar behind me? Yeah. It is by virtue of the great pity, compassion, he shall have had for living beings, that he shall be born here as a human being. Take a moment to digest that. Rewind the video if you want and play it again. Just this section. Does this not emphatically state that this is the way of practice for the preacher of the Dharma, the bodhisattvas of the lotus? Hmm? that our, our only purpose for being born in this human state, in this samsaric physical realm, is to liberate all living beings, bring all living beings to this state of buddhaness, to this state of deep, amazed experience. That that alone will contravene any of the diseases of samsara, of greed, anger, stupidity. That simply through deep appreciation for life, the engine of life, the construct of all phenomena, 
I was just watching a, a program this morning, and they were talking about the great uh, discoveries made through the Hubble telescope and now through the James Webb telescope, and that every molecule and atom particle in your body is stardust. It is actual, actually amalgams of the same energies materialized, right? Formations into form that made stars and supernovae that exploded and sent out this dust of life throughout the universe that at some point coalesced and made molecules of water, of, of organ tissues, of stem cells, of skin, the organs, eyes, all of it. Billions of years to finally coalesce into the potentials, right? The Nidana talks about this. This has always been a part of Buddhism. Dependent origination. Hmm? But now in our modern personifications, we've so forgotten and we're so admiring of collections of stuff that we've forgotten that that's not us. What we own isn't us. What we truly own, the true truth, the real real, is this is the stuff that we own. And the mind that can perceive that there's no difference between this and the asteroid belt, that we are, in fact, living parts, instantiated living parts of the cosmos. That there's no distance between us. That we are those things and those things are us. However amalgamated into this amazing machine from which we gain a consciousness and an awareness of that very amazing function. To witness it. That's our purpose in life, to share it, to revel in it, to be amazed by it, to dive into it. It's life-giving reciprocation of awareness. How can you be distracted by the vicissitudes of ownership that lead to competition and war and violence and all of that that's yes it's a fact it's a potential of the engine of life but it's so destructive wouldn't it be much more pleasurable ecstatic joyful to be aware of the constructive aspect of life it's so amazing. Killing something is, isn't amazing. It's frightening. It's amazing in its own way, but not as an inspiration for engagement. It's much more engaging to witness, live, and be. Hmm? 
Medicine King, if a person shall ask which living beings in an age yet to come shall succeed in becoming Buddhas, you must show him that these very men in an age to come shall without fail contrive to become Buddhas. I mean, I can't help but hear Nichiren in these words. Can you? For what reason? The reason is this. If a good man or good woman shall receive and keep, read and recite, explain or copy in writing a single phrase of the scripture of the Dharma Blossom, the Myoho Dengekyo, or otherwise, and in a variety of ways make offerings to the scriptural role with flower perfume, necklaces, powdered incense, perfume-based, burned incense, silk banners, and canopies, garments, or music, or join palms in reverent resolve. That person is to be looked up, looked up to and exalted by all the world's showered with offerings fit for thus come one. Let it be known that that person is a great bodhisattva. And this may be the distinction, the bodhisattva mahasattva, the great bodhisattva, who, having achieved anuttara samyaskambodaya, oh, so this is the difference of this Buddhist bodhisattva. By this practice, achieves anuttara samyaksambodai because it's immediate, right? So this bodhisattva, living as a human being in samsara, who has achieved anuttara samyaksambodai, taken compassion on the living beings and vowed to be reborn here. In other words, I'm not leaving now that I've attained enlightenment. Okay, now I can leave nirvana, complete nirvana. Don't need to be a human anymore. No, 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 no. Stays here moment to moment to moment. In the next moment, in the next moment. I will remain a bodhisattva with Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. Why? Is preaching the scripture of the blossom of the fine dharma with breath and discrimination has taken on the mantle of skillful means, expedient devices to help all living beings attain the same Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. This is the description of our practice, my friends. This is exactly the doctrine that Nichiren promotes. How much the more may this be said of one who, receiving and keeping this scripture in its entirety, makes sundry offerings to it. O medicine king, be it known that this person, rejecting the reward due his own pure deeds out of compassion for living beings after my passage into extinction, shall have been reborn in the evil world. In other words, will stay here in Samsara where he shall broadly preach this scripture. If you need a better description of a Lotus Sutra Bodhisattva, you won't find it. Nichiren merely repackages it, restates it, quotes it, and makes sure that we are aware of it. I'm not diminishing Nichiren, don't hear me that way. I'm saying our great teacher, our modern mentor, has no interest in distorting 
Shakyamuni's teaching. He's simply bringing it to the fore, giving us examples, using his skillful means and his expedient devices, his scholarship, to repeat what Shakyamuni said so many thousands of years before to an audience that's much more receptive and capable of understanding it. It's our time. It's our capacity. This is why Nietzschean is so important. Yeah? If this good man or good woman, after my passage into extinction, can secretly for a, a single person preach so much as a single phrase of the scripture of the Dharma Blossom, the Mule Holding Gay Kill, be it known that that person is an emissary of the thus come one, sent by the thus come one, doing the thus come one's business. Remember I said, when he was saying earlier, you will talk to so many millions and trillions of Buddhas, right? How much the more may this be said of one person who in the midst of a great multitude broadly preaches it for people in general. This is where we begin with, oh, you're interested? Have you ever heard Boom, one single phrase. It doesn't take any more than that. Of course, with compassion, we want to lead more and more understanding. But my own experience in life was being told this and not even knowing that I was being told this. And several years later, uh, someone that I wouldn't normally spend a lot of time with, but out of my uh, goodness, thought, you know, I'll, I'll give her some attention. I mean, it'll make her feel better, and I'm curious what she's doing, sure. And she opened her butsudan with a little scroll in it. It was sitting on the floor, eh. Not the best way to be introduced to it. And she did. She chanted for 30 minutes. Did Gongyo in front of me one time through. And I sat there with my arms folded going, I guess, I, how long will this take? But I looked at that scroll that she had. Listened to her. It felt familiar. It wasn't annoying. I thought it was fascinating. I thought she was far more capable a woman than I thought she was. She was a little slow. She had difficulty in relationships with people, which was what led me compassionately to give her some attention. And I listened to the whole thing, and she asked me what I thought, and I thought it was beautiful that I've heard. seems familiar to me that I've heard it before. Thank you for spending the time and introducing me. But now I have to go smoke dope with my friends, right? I was very young at the time. But that made an impression on me. I still remember it quite vividly. It was a nice experience. But I didn't start practicing. I didn't go to her and ask any more of her. But she'd done her job, hadn't she? She had introduced me to more than just a single phrase. And it was years later when I was introduced yet again by a woman, I might add. And she had an amazing butsudan. I thought, wow, this woman's invested a lot into this. 
One of those old style deep box ones with all the doors and curtains and windows. <laughs> and there it was again, that scroll. And I thought, I know that scroll. I've seen that before. And she started to chant. She had the bell and everything. And uh, she handed me a brochure, which I thought was a bit repulsive. You know, people, uh, I thought, that's not what I'm looking for. But I was curious about the philosophy. And uh, so I started reading up on it. And she was my neighbor. So I went over there a few times and chanted with her. And uh, a lot of this seemed familiar to me as much as a lot of it was new. And I started studying right then. And it was only, I'd say, a matter of months, not many, before I started going to uh, the local temple. Well, it wasn't that local, but in Etiwanda. Beautiful building, all wood. Anyway, that's where I ended up taking my vows. And... Uh, yeah, pretty much became an independent from that point on. But I practiced with the organization at the time. It changed names later. There were controversies. And every time there was a controversy, I felt, I won't say justified, but I felt somewhat um, I had a lot of doubts about how the organization was doing things, not about the teachings, although there were things they were teachings about the teaching that didn't seem to jive. Anyway, I don't want to make this about them. It's about me. I did my own research and, you know, this is where we are today, some 40, 45 years later. So, yeah, I mean, when I read these words, they're very personal to me because they reflect my own experience. Maybe they will you as well. If not now, maybe later. Um, but I remember it took me quite a while before I thought back to that young woman who had introduced me to her butsudan and, re and recalled and thought, wow, I was introduced to this many years ago and I did not understand what I was seeing at that time. Hmm? And even before that, just the words. So... This is so personal to my own experience, yeah? And it may be, as I said, to yours. So let's go on. Be it known that that person shall be of himself adorned with the adornments of a Buddha born about on the Buddha's shoulders to be greeted with obeisance and respected single-mindedly uh, resolved with joined palms wherever he may go, to be humbly venerated and showered with offerings, to be in solemn esteem and sung with praise, to be celebrated with music along with flower perfume, necklaces, powdered incense, perfumed incense, so on and so forth, to be showed, showered with men's choicest offerings, to have divine jewels carried about and scattered over him, to have clusters of divine jewels presented to him. What is the reason? When this man preaches the Dharma with joy, anyone who hears it for a moment shall straightaway achieve ultimate Anuttara Samyak Sambodai. At that time, the world-honored one wishing to restate this meaning proclaimed Gathas saying, and before I read the Gathas, just one more a little blah, blah, blah. This is exactly why I have said several times, 
we, you and I, should treat everyone we meet every day with this kind of awe that if they're doing it, if they're actually being teachers of Myoho Rengekyo, we should have profound respect, just as we should for ourselves, dignity, that we are following, living the most profound, most fully expressed potential of life. But those who are not have the potential as well. So change your mind about the person who cut you off on the freeway. Change your mind about the person in line who's asking too many questions. Readjust your lenses to see them as a great benefit, a great potential. What kind of bodhisattva Buddha will that person make? Because they have that potential. This may be an opportunity to help them on their way, but at very least, experience them through that lens. Your life will change as a result, immediately. Mm. That's my challenge to you. That's, my, that's Buddha's challenge to you, yeah, to us. Mm. If one wishes to dwell in the Buddha path, and achieve the knowledge born of itself. Born of itself. Become aware of your Buddhaness. One must ever strive to make offerings to those who receive and keep the Dharma blossom. And you may be the one to offer it to them. If there is anyone who wishes quickly to attain knowledge of all modes, he must receive and keep this scripture and make offerings to its bearers. If there is anyone who can receive and keep the scripture of the blossom of the fine dharma, the myoho renge kyo, be it known that he or she was dispatched by the Buddha. How else could you... How else could you keep and receive? How could you yourself behold it if not for Buddha, Buddha-ness? Someone else? The book, the written, the author, however it comes to you, it's because Buddha preceded it, yeah? In his merciful mindfulness of the living beings, those who can receive and keep the scripture of the lotus blossom of the fine dharma, the myoho having forsaken their pure lands, have been reborn here out of pity for the multitude. So your enlightenment, your Buddhaness, which exists without your samsaric reality, by your very submission to being here as a human sentient mind, have already decided, remember the, the birth Thing, read it in the Buddha, uh, Buddhism reference, the first volume. Birth is not just sperm and egg. It's not just man and woman. It's man, woman, and child, the third entity. That decision to be born a human with a sentient mind is your bodhisattva effort at the very beginning. 
because of your compassion for other living beings. It's, it's already there. That's amazing to even consider. So again, why are we born? What are we here for? You already know. Just need to start doing it. Gosh, that's amazing. Be it known that such a man as this, or woman, having the power to be reborn wherever he chooses, is able in this evil age to preach broadly the unexcelled Dharma. That's the only reason we're here. One must, with the perfume of divine flowers and with gar garments adorned with divine jewels, as well as with clusters of divine jewels themselves, make offerings to one who preaches Dharma. We need to support one another, friends. One who, after my extinction in an evil age, Mopple, is able to bear this scripture is to be re revealed, rever, rever, bleh, revered with palms joined, as if offerings were being made to a world-honored one. With supreme delicacies and many sweetmeats, as sweetmeats, my vegetarian friends, pay attention, Things change in Mahayana with supreme delicacies and sweetmeats, as well as a variety of garments, shall the beings make offerings to this Buddha's son. Me, you, all of us in the Sangha, we are the Buddha's sons and daughters, yes? Hoping to be able to hear him even for a moment, if there is one who is in the latter age, can receive and keep this scripture, I will send him into the midst of men where he shall do the thus come one's business. Ooh, that might sound a little intimidating, but don't worry. It won't happen until you're ready. But it's happening even if all you do is help one other person. You are in the midst of men and women, yes? Living beings. Where he shall do the Thus come one's business. If anyone throughout one kalpa ever harboring unwholesome thoughts and flushed in color shall malign the Buddha, which you and I are our representatives of, he's our parent, teacher, and sovereign, yeah? He shall incur incalculably grave guilt. If there be any who read, recite, and keep this myoho renge kyo, Anyone who for a moment heaps abuse on them shall incur guilt exceeding even this. If there is a man or woman who in this quest for the Buddha path shall throughout one kalpa, joining palms in my presence, praise me with numberless gathas, by reason of this praise of the Buddha, he shall gain or she shall gain incalculable merit. But he who shall praise the bearers of this scripture shall have merit that exceeds even that. So respect, revere, give dignity to all of those who enrich your path in Myoho Rengekyo, those who inspire you to 
redouble down on your daimoku, right? And your merits by your love, your appreciation for the other members of the Sangha expands your life to even greater senses, sensibilities, experience of the engine of life. One who threw out 80 millions of kapas with the finest colors and sounds, as well as scents, flavors, and touches, make offerings to the bearers of this scripture. Having made offerings in this way, if he can hear it for but a moment, shall himself experience delight, thinking, I have now gained a great advantage, Medicine King. I now proclaim to you the scriptures that I preach, and among these scriptures, the Dharma blossom is foremost. Hmm. All right. We'll continue with the benefits of this practice <laughs> in the Lotus way, in the Myoho Rengekyo way, in the next video. Now, do you see the shift that's been made? in this uh, chapter from the first nine. Yeah, this is a much more immediate exegesis, isn't it? This is, this is, this is what you can expect with this Dharma. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, every time I read it, it kind of sits me down. It's uh, so expansive massive. Anyway, I can only, um, I hope that you see this. I hope it excites your practice. I hope it makes you double down. I don't know what terms, you know, language, bleh. but certainly you can appreciate the fervor, the meaning, the depth of compassion in this. And what's available to each and one, each and every one of us to experience in this life. It's, it's, it's almost too, too immense to conceive. But I certainly want to see it, taste it, get a moment of it, and another moment, and another moment. So please feel inspired. Aspire to this experience every time you chant. This is what I want for you. This is what I'm hoping this resource with your support and our constantly growing of this resource, the website, the, the books and all of it, right? All the links in the description. That's what it's for. I have no other reason to do this. Well, there is a selfish reason for my own experience of this amazing thing. And you guys help provide that for me, I hope that in some way I repay that debt of gratitude to you. So please take care of your health. Keep your practice strong. I'll see you in the next one. All right? Bye for now.